All right, everybody, it is time for our episodically modular series, Nuns in Space. It's a, a new series. Uh, it's not a new series. This is what my brain just said. I just didn't know what to say there. I, I apologize. Uh, my brain went blank on me. Uh, Nuns in Space is a episodically modular series with just a hint of seriality. It takes place in space. Uh, there's actually the nuns are tertiary characters. No, not not to. Uh, they do they do play a role, or they are they do exist in the series, but that's more of the title. And the main characters are Stan, a freestyle soda machine, and so much more. A being whose uh, physical form just happens to be a freestyle soda machine. And not from one of those uh, switcheroo movies like uh, Big or whatever, or Soda Machine. Oh, yeah, that one we've talked, we talked, I was a teenage soda machine. That was one of the spec scripts I never wrote, but I would if I lived in the 1950s. And they had free, if they had freestyle soda machines, uh, you see, you took a time machine and you went back to the 1950s. And you set up a freestyle soda machine, and it still didn't work out for you, huh? Like a therapist would probably say that because they say, "Yeah, it turns out so like a soda fountain, they they you can't customize it as much." But people didn't even know what they said. I don't want to drink Powerade. That sounds like battery juice or something. And he said, "But yeah, you can put cherry vanilla into blueberry Powerade." And they said, that doesn't make any sense. And then also I didn't have any of the, I didn't bring any extracts with me. And they said, why are you dressed like uh, someone? Uh, they still had, it turns out they said, well, you're dressed too casual to be in this soda shop. Uh, oh, I was trying to introduce the sleep, sleep, uh, sleep with me series here. So, oh, freestyle soda machine, that's Stan. Stan's sidekick and best friend is Scooter. And the the basic thing of the series is Stan it takes place in outer space. Stan is uh, at some point during the the, the um, procedural, we'll say, Stan is Stan's mind or memory gets wiped every episode. But Stan wakens on a planet or comes to realization on a planet where there's something going on that Stan has to fix. That's a procedure. Uh, Oh, I don't remember. How did I get here? Oh, there's something going on on this planet that's not right. Let me try to fix it. But Stan's used to having his sidekick Scooter with him, and Scooter's not there. So that kind of makes it harder. Even though a sidekick isn't a primary problem solver, a PP, primary problems, PPS, you know, as we say in the problem-solving business, that I'm not in, uh, but, uh, problem solvers United banned me from, uh, using their name problem, problem, the society problem solvers. They said, uh, we've solved our problem of, we've uh, banned you from our meetings. I said, but they're imaginary and they only take place in my mind. Uh, and they said, no, they only take place in your imagination. And yes, we've asked you not to come to our meetings. And then I said, wait a second, there's a society of problem solvers, problem solving in my, mem- my, my, my imagination, and I'm not invited. I got to go now. And then they said, we've canceled all meetings and all problem solving. 
they said we're in we're, 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 we're they leaned into it they said by we're solving things by helping you in your problem creation business and i said terrific that's just what i need um so oh so stan could use stan's sidekick scooter to solve the problem but scooter's not there because scooter's on the space a spaceship with the nuns from his childhood those are the nuns in space they're flying through space they're in command of a spaceship on a mission, none of that we know where they're going or why. But Scooter's their only crew member, and he has to help the nuns, not because he wants to or feels obligated to or because he says, oh, you know what, I'm here, to, I'm here to be a service. No, Scooter's memory has not been wiped, so Scooter knows that he has to do whatever the nuns say to help them in order to get to Stan to help Stan. And a lot of this is uh, beyond our, some of this, like Stan has powers uh, that uh, may be cosmic, maybe demigod-like, we don't know. And it doesn't really make sense why Scooter would solve one of the nun's problems and somehow portal and end up with Stan. But, you know, sensibility is not, you know, that's uh, for Jane Austen book, not for Sleep With Me podcast. Uh, You know, (laughs) like uh, sensibility is not my specialty. In fact, the Society Sensibility also came, they said, let's just, they, they gave up years ago. Before The problem solvers, they stuck around. Uh, they said, we thought we'd be able to solve some of your problems. Turns out, And I said, no, the, sense, the Society of Sensibility, I think that, that was like, uh, like six months old. They said, oh boy, we could see what's coming. So... That's how I make a senseless show. They say, How's you, how do you get sleeping me so nonsensical? They say, there's not a, like, there's not a bone, of, <laughs> there's not a bone in my body that has a touch of sensibility to it. And then the person said, actually, um, I just like you to know that bones don't actually have anything to do with sensibility. And I said, thanks, uh, point of order brain. I'm trying to introduce the sleep podcast, also trying to buy time. For our Hollywood announcer who's here, drives all the way from Los Angeles in, in one trip because they say, don't, you know, don't, you know, except for stopping for a restroom uh, and doing whatever stuff, you know, so maybe not one trip, but I like to say it that way. Mr. Antonio Banderas. Uh, thank you. Uh, this is a ladies, this is a gentleman, this is a boys, this is a girl, so friends beyond the binary. It's time. To get spacey with nuns in space, space whoosh. Uh, thank you. Today was one trip scooter, so I could be here in time to help put everyone to sleep. Thanks, Antonio. That's Mr. This volunteer role that Antonio fills. And I don't want to speak for Antonio except to say something similar. He said, he said, of all the people in Hollywood I've worked with over the years, uh, you offer the most challenges. Uh, and, uh, and then he laughed in that, you know, with his way of, of where his laugh makes you feel good. And he patted me on the back and he said, my problems, or what do you say? My personal growth, personal growth opportunities uh, are in abundance here. And he hugged me like he was, that's what's so wild about him. He's, he was great. He's grateful. So a lot, cause I love to get a lot of emails. Like, how can you put Antonio Banderas through this? Uh, 
you know, oh, this is a testament to, to Antonio's character, but it's also besmirching your own. And I say, oh, no, 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 no. You have it all wrong. Uh, Antonio's great, great, graciousness comes from my ability to create situations where he has to be gracious. He stays, I keep him in practice. I mean, it's natural, it's unplanned, uh, but it all worked out, you know, cosmic. You, you talk about cosmic uh, things. Uh, like, I, I would, I mean, I expect letters from all of anyone that worked. They say, wow. I wondered why, uh, you know, it was a total accident when I spilled that coffee on his shoes. Uh, it was cold coffee. It was cold brew. Don't worry. But, uh, and he just, it was like, uh, it was the greatest moment of my life. I never felt more seen, you know, just having an accident with Antonio Banderas. And uh, I wondered, what, you know, how he got that way. It was, it was an ad, and I mean, it's, it should be reassuring to all of us that that's possible, right? It's not just natural. I mean, I'm sure there's some naturalness to it, but really he was willing to grow. Uh, and one of the growth opportunities he has every single week is when he drives up here to help record the show. So I just want to point to Antonio D- Scooter. Thank you for, uh, I'm grateful for our friendship and the challenges it brings me. Friendship. Yeah. Thanks. That's Antonio Banderas. This is Nuns in Space, everybody. Oh, hey, pen pal. It's me, Stan. And I'm here in darkness, uh, pen pal. But I've been in total darkness, uh, so that's why you didn't hear from me. It reminds me, Scooter used to say that he would, uh, he when he stays at a hotel... Now, he said now that he doesn't uh, drink anymore, pen pal, it's, it's, it still happens, but not as often. But he used to t- tell me this. Uh, he would, when he stayed at a hotel, he, you know, he liked everything to be dark, uh, including the bathroom. And that he wouldn't turn on the bathroom light in the hotel, but sometimes he would be, he would close the door behind him. And then he would do his business. I'm, pro- I'm pen pal. I'm assuming you don't want to share. You wouldn't want to share a hotel room with him back then. But then he would forget. He he may have he made he would lose himself, and then he wouldn't know where he'd be in total darkness, in a bathroom, not knowing he was in a bathroom in total darkness. But like, uh, and then he wouldn't be able to find his way out. Always. Uh, and he says it still happens occasionally, but well, not anymore, Pen Pal, because he brings a, a motion-activated nightlight with him, so that he can doesn't have to turn on the bathroom light. But those some hotels have that figured out as as well, Pen Pal. So that's my situation was similar to that. So what happened, Pen Pal, is that I became aware that I was in total darkness. And also, I was like, how long have I been, like, just like Scooter, I said, how long have I been here in total darkness? Uh, was I was I resting? I don't remember how I got, where am I? I mean, I didn't even know I was in total darkness. I thought, you know, I had to do run some, like, uh, I'd run to make sure. So, okay, pen pal. So then I realized, oh, no, I'm in total darkness. Uh, and... At first, I said, where am I, right? And I tried to scan the area, and that took a while because I didn't know where where I I knew I was on a a, a planet with gravity, 
because I was, you know, but it was a different, you know, not those details aren't important, pen pal. And eventually I scanned this planet I was on and pen pal, you wouldn't believe this. I, I don't know if I've seen this in a movie before, but the planet is like, is it a horn of plenty or a cornucopia? Or you say, I don't know what those are. I say, well, it's a similar to a, an organic funnel uh, is this planet. And I was on the inside, the deep inside of the funnel uh, or a cone would be another example. A funnel's like a cone. But if you look at it from the outside, as eventually I did, it looks more like a, a horn of plenty. I don't know what those, I think those are called cornucopias, but just the wicker part uh and uh, the sun, so we were facing away from the sun that this planet uh, orbits. Uh, now, eventually, the planet, you see, I, again, a lot of people assume all planets are round, right? incorrect, at least in this situation. And does this planet have an axis it rotates on? It does, uh, but it rotates, you know, but so eventually... The cornucopia, so I was on the inside of the cornucopia. I was one of the plenty, you know. I was in the horn of plenty. I'll tell you, there was only one thing, and there was plenty of it in here, pen pal, in the darkness was noise. There was so much noise. And eventually we turned towards the sun enough that uh, the day started. And I was deep down there, but it was still lit up a little bit. It was still dark, uh, but I eventually made my way you know, towards the outer edges of the planet. Uh, and you could think of it on a micro scale. Pen pal might be easier, even though it's a pretty big planet. If you just think of it as a small horn of plenty, you know, whatever, you know, and not to scale, it might be easier to say, you know, so I got there, saw the sun. And the good thing is it, rotate, it rotates slower. So the days are uh, about to, because, you know, the opening's not the same as being on a, a spherical planet. So, but the other thing was, you know, it didn't change the noise. There was so much noise, just noises, 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 uh, and not just one noise. That's what I'm saying, noises, and not just like a space echo or some sort of wind. And, uh, uh, you know, so, oh, and there was, oh, sometimes Scooter asks me stuff that doesn't seem to relate to anything. There was bioluminescence, and that's actually uh, one of the things. Uh, luckily, I have some ability to bi be bioluminescent. And so, anyway, like I was able to get energy. I'm able to get energy, pen pal. I don't remember ever this happening, but in via bio, I can get energy from darkness. I don't know if that's what bioluminescence is. I should know the definition of that, but, uh, okay. So, uh, planet's really noisy. Then I realized, uh, that, uh, not only am I on a planet that's like a funnel or a horn, you know, one of those, uh, a cone shaped, uh, funnel shaped, cone shaped planet, though in an organic shape, uh, so more like, I think a horn in the traditional sense, uh, but anyway, so then I realized I'm all inside the horn, we're in the horn, though you can go to the edge of the horn. Uh, I have I have gone to the edge of the horn. I've sent out, you know, drones. The outside of the horn is kind of barren, and it does get a lot of uh, 
uh, asteroid activity. Another source of noise, but not the only source. But inside, not only is this planet a cone or a funnel, there's ones everywhere on the gr- on the ground. Uh, a very v- volcanic looking. Most of the geography here. Okay, so there's a lot of noise, and uh, and then I said, oh, "Wait a second, uh, these noises. They're, they're uh, it's because part of it is that they're trapped in the cone." Maybe, uh, and that's why it's so noisy because there there is no hole at the other end. I went and looked, and it's not it's uh so it's not total, saying it's a funnel is actually inaccurate because it doesn't have a funnel hole. So it is more of a cone or a horn of plenty. I don't think th- those ones uh, necessarily always have a hole at the end, a cornucopia. So anyway, I said okay. And then I realized, eventually, I said, okay, well, what if I could get all the noises into these smaller cones, uh, start separating them? And I did that, and, uh, but I don't know what to do, Pen Pal, because now the sounds, I could still hear them. Like, I got, now, now it's like, not only is there, right now when I'm recording this, it's total darkness again. And it's silent, uh, because all the noises, I mean, you can hear the noises kind of, uh, but it's not so noisy anymore because I got all the noises into these cones uh, across the planet. Those are also plugged, so the noises are just kind of in there. And if you go up to one, uh, now if you unplug it, the noise just kind of comes out, right? But you could go to the larger hole and then kind of listen in, like listening to a shell, but if you open up the more tighter hole, then the sounds just spill out and they start running around the inside of the planet again. But I do have a plan now because the, 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 uh, when I get close to any of them, they seem to, uh, the noises don't like being stuck in the cones. Uh, but I said, okay, like I got to separate you. But I, the thing is, I'm lonely, pen pal. So as always, I don't know where my best friend and sidekick Scooter is. I'm stuck on a planet that now went from too loud to too now it's too quiet, and also the like a like an underlying sense that the noises are unhappy with me. And the planet does suck in new sounds all the time, so then I have to catch those noises, uh, uh, which. Uh, it, uh, they passes some time, but then now there's darkness. I just say, okay, Stan, just wait till the next day starts uh, and we'll rest. But I do have a plan. I just wanted to tell you my feelings, or if, in case Scooter's listening to this, that you come and hurry up, Scooter, and get over here would be nice uh, and, and offer some help, you know. But okay, so the noises are unpleasant or happy, but I figure, okay. They want to be sounds. They're just noises now. So my plan, and I kind of already started doing it, is because uh, pen pal. My so I have my nanobots that I use for my arms and my legs, but I seem to have more resources like the bioluminescent power, and I can think of stuff, and then like uh, it starts to happen. So what I'm going to do is, or it's already in the process of happening, is going to each cone that contains its own sound noises, 
Oh, because what I did was like I would chase around a sound. Like, let's say there was a sound that sounded like a like a So then I would chase that sound till I caught it. Uh, but you already know, pen pal, because you're smart, uh, that there's some component. That's a noise, but there's component sounds. Uh, now, the other I learned this, even though Scooter's not here, I remember him telling me how much trouble he had with phonics. And I don't, like, uh, like I can only tell you what his experience was. He didn't, like, he's dyslexic, so he had trouble with phonics. Uh, and I guess that was, like, another chapter in his imaginary autobiography, the trouble with phonics. But phonics was break. I think it was either, I don't know if it was breaking words into their component sounds or taking the component sounds that make up words or component letters or whatever. But like, uh, ch, 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 change. I don't know. That's what I like. That's the way I'm looking at it. I don't know if I'm, I don't think we're doing phonics because these aren't words, they're noises that we're making into sounds. But right now, it's too quiet. Uh, it's too quiet, Scooter. So if you could get here, I could use some noise. Like, that's the thing. I could use some friendly noise, Scooter. Scooter, hey, Scooter, I could use some... Okay, Stan, friendly noise. I'm having a dream. Stan needs some friendly noise. Uh, oh, yeah, no, sorry, sisters, that that uh, I was sleeping. I'll be right up. Oh, hi, sisters. Okay. Yes, yeah, sorry, I was sleeping, but uh, thank you for waking me. And what can, okay, slow down, sisters. I'm, I'm getting confused. You're saying about gold stars. Yeah, you seem very uh, intense about this gold star shortage. Okay, okay, so there's a gold star shortage. Now, I've heard of, like, I know from Superman, there's like red suns and yellow suns, and maybe an orange sun. But uh not sure which one would be a gold sun. Oh, no, gold stars. Right, but sun, the sun is a star. No, no, gold stars on the ship. Okay, let's slow down. So can you give me, an, can you show me or tell me an example of, oh, okay. You're talking about the gold stars you used to grade papers, uh like in school. Sisters, did you see School of Rock, the movie or the musical? Uh, like summer, you're talking about summer's gold stars. Cause I don't have a lot of familiarity with gold stars, sister. I do remember getting a couple silver stars, which really feels like the most, unless you only give out silver stars, that's like kind of the most passive aggressive thing I've ever heard in my life. Other than those bronze stars I got. Yes, sister. You're right about that. Uh, you know, that like, uh, like, it'd, it'd be great if you just said the stars, oh, they do have meaning. Okay, to you, the gold, the gold stars have meaning. Okay, I did get my hands on some gold stars once. Though I think I just made myself into a constellation. Maybe that's what I could be. Uh, I don't know, that's not a very witty costume, but uh, you'd say... Uh, crab what if what if uh, here's a new, this is this might actually work if you're if you get a crab costume and cover it with gold stars or stars you'd say you're a crab nebula i just thought of that so that might be one of my better ideas i've ever had in my entire life could i get a gold star for, oh but you're short of gold stars and you don't have any other 
you just you're short of okay focus on the problem your sisters are short on gold stars can i just ask uh, since we're on a spaceship and not in a classroom no for navigation and feedback okay that's all i need to know you're right sisters all i need to know is you're short of gold stars I just want to make sure it wasn't a hobby, because that's the thing, sisters, like your hobbies, like you have that craft station, right? Okay, let's go over to the craft station and get some construction paper out. Uh, now, this is marigold. Would this be gold? Could you consider this gold uh, or this yellow? This is golden rod, this construction paper. Or I could get some crayons and... and uh, it might work. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, let me just try to cut. How big a star is uh, this? That's way too big. Okay. So smaller. Oh, oh that's how many, how many points is in a normal gold? Cause that again, how many points on the star? Okay. 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 That's going to be too, just, sisters. I know this is uh, I know the answer to this question, but I'll ask just cause I know it's good for me. To, do you have any left-handed scissors? Okay, I heard you gasp, but that's that's the answer. I mean, it's just because I don't know if I can cut stars that small. Okay. What if, um, oh, wait a second. You do have some, oh, you have a star stamp right here, sister. So I'll start stamping out these stars. And stamp, I'm stamping out stars. I'm stamping these stars right out of my hair. There are stars in my hair, sisters. Okay, just focus on the stars. It's just hard for me uh, to to like. I'm sisters. I'm really I'm really getting a lot of stars here. So I probably have a couple hundred already, and I can keep producing the. Oh, okay. The stars don't stick. I, yes, I know that, sister. That's because they're on construction paper. Um. Oh, like uh, well, you couldn't you. You, no, you need to stick them on things. Like, couldn't you use some glue or some tape? Like, here's the glue. And, uh, oh boy, you know, sisters, remember all the times I had with glue? You know, I used to like to have a couple sips of glue because it's, you know, 100% good for you, according to the label. No, it's not. I mean, it's not bad for you. So then I'd say I could drink this. Uh, the other thing I like to do, sister, was pretend I had an extra layer of skin. I loved doing that. That was like one of the ways I would get through math uh, when you weren't looking, which was rare. Normally I'd get caught, but I would uh, spread a second layer of glue skin, and I called it my new skin. Then I, you know, then I could peel my skin off. Um, it was, but it wasn't real. But oh boy, sisters, I recommend you if you're stressed out. Uh, I would recommend doing it. You see if you could create a, a second palm, especially, especially when you get a nice coverage and you can peel like a good amount. Uh, there's something about peeling it right by your wrists. Uh, and then, but yeah, do that while I figure out uh, how I'm going to make a sticky gold stars. Okay, we have glue sticks here. Okay, but you're saying that glue stick, uh, that's too much glue. Oh, because you can't get glue on the chart uh, except where the star is going. Oh boy, does sisters? This feels like busy work. Do you? Do you like? Uh, okay, I'm, you're right. I'm not here to question 
I'm only here to get still. Okay. So glue sti- you know, they didn't like, I didn't really have a lot of access to paste, but I see some paste here. Kind of a sisters. Did you ever think about this? That like a glue stick is just like a tube of paste. Uh, sl- you know what I'm saying? So what if I take, here's a great idea, sister. I think this will work. I'm going to take the paste. Uh, it, also, I never have had been able to play with paste. Uh, my whole life, uh, I dreamed of having a, unlimited access to paste just to do this. But now I'm actually doing it to help. Um, what if I take the paste and I roll it into tiny balls that are smaller than the star? And then we put it on the star and then you push the star onto the the, the charts, uh, and I could put them in a, one of these baggies, maybe. Or uh, here's what I'll do: I can put it. I don't know if the, like they'll retain their shape. I could do them on demand, but for the time being, yeah. When, okay, I'll do eighty of them. This is a very specific number, sister. So yeah, I'll get eighty of these stars ready. Oh, you're right. It's not going to keep. Okay, sister. Well, two two out of three were pleased. Uh, this will work for right now. Your immediate needs, but they won't store. Okay, so at least uh, we'll get through the next few moments together. Okay, sisters, you just exchanged a look. What was it? Uh, there are some gold stars from the 60s. Okay, I don't understand. In, sto- in, in storage somewhere, you have gold stars from the 60s uh, that you were handing out at Woodstock. Oh, no, that you confiscated. Someone else was handing them out at Woodstock, and you confiscated them. I'm not following you at Woodstock. Uh, why are you doing quotes? Like, Are you saying figuratively at Woodstock, or you actually confiscated these gold stars at Woodstock? Okay. Oh, so, but they have, oh, okay, so I'm not, okay, sisters, you're, uh, so I'm not following you. You don't like the shape of the stars I cut anyway or that I stamped. The, okay, so you want actual gold stars, but with my, like, my, so, it's more my, okay, so you want me to go get those stars out of storage? And then put my paste balls on the back of them on demand. That I can do. That's what being a crew member is. I'll just go uh, find those gold stars. Uh, Let's see uh, if I could find them in the filing area. Confiscated at Woodstock. Oh, boy, there's a lot in here. Uh, What are these? Okay, a lot of clothing. Um, And there's the gold stars. And, oh, they're in a plant. They're in, like, plastic. Yeah. at Woodstock. Okay, now I get it. Uh, and they can't. So, um, if I take the back of these stars, I got to get to stand. That's the thing I was trying to figure out. I did try to sip some glue and eat paste, and none of that got me to stand. But I'm betting if I, like, uh, lick the back of these stars... Either I'll find myself with Stan or I'll be on some other legendary journey in my mind uh, to Stan. So, yeah, let me just, uh, whoa, boy. Wow, that's fast. I'm feeling uh, gro- groovy as uh, 
no one, uh, well, Stan, man, there's like, uh, spacing noises, uh, scooter, scooter, uh, where, where you been? Uh, I'm here, Stan. And, and I think I'm other than like, I'm, this is what happens normally first for me anyway, is the auditory thing. Scooter, that's not your imagination. That's real. Yeah. There's like sounds and noises, uh, everywhere. Like it, we're in some sort of quadraphonic, uh, scooter. It's much more than quadraphonic. Where are we? Are we inside of a, a bugle? Scooter, not, what's, what do you mean? Like, uh, well, I can see the, your, uh, display. You got, uh, you're, you're monitoring the planet, right? Your scooter, yeah, that's the planet we're on, but it's more of a cornucopia. Well, it looks exact, it's a different color, but it looks exactly like a bugle. Scooter, a bugle's like a, like a trumpet. No, 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 like a corn bugle, a bugle that's a snack, Stan. Scooter, I'm not from, I don't snack, I'm a, I'm a soda machine. Wow, another part of your development I've failed to provide for you. I'm sorry, Stan. Scooter, it's okay. Can you tell me what a bugle is, though? It's like a, it's like a corn snack. It's, a, it's like a chip that's shaped in this shape. Uh, and you're correct. It's a chip-like uh, thing that's shaped. It's like a, we, I don't know, that's shaped like, I just want to call it a bugle, but it's shaped like a cornucopia, an organic one, like this planet. And there seems to be kind of uh, bugles all over this planet. Uh, and we're inside of the bugle, huh? Scooter, we are inside the bugle. Actually, that's an easy way to say it, Scooter. Yeah, it, it uh, sorry I never gave you, and I haven't had bugles in a while. Um, but uh, I, the, the, I got bugles on my mind now. Anyway, Stan, sorry I'm late, uh. Well, Scooter, you're here now. I'm glad you're here. Okay, so you're on a strange planet uh, uh, full of bugles uh, and noise. Uh, Scooter sounds, actually. Uh, Scooter, very upset sounds, uh, by the way. That's why, like, you're hearing them. They're, uh, ed- the sounds are, uh, I've, I've, I'm having some trouble, Scooter. I need your help. Okay, I'm here to help, Stan, so walk me through things and tell... Okay, Scooter, did you listen to my message? Oh, yeah, I did, or now it's popping in my brain like I just listened to it. So you were... Oh, boy, that's a flashback to phonics. Uh, The only thing that gave me more was penmanship uh, and cleaning my desk. But, okay, so... The last I heard was as your pen pal, you know, the last you told the pen pal was that you were breaking, you were taking noises and separating them into their component sounds. Yes, Scooter, we did that successfully. And there's so many of these uh, bugles on this planet uh, that I was able, now sounds keep coming in from outer space, Scooter. And uh, so I'm capturing all of them. Then I'm separating them into their component sounds and putting them into uh, their own individual bugles. And so, but none of the sounds liked that. Uh, what 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 don't you think they liked? Scooter, I, I'm I'm pretty sure that uh, the sounds want to be understood. So they went from a noise to a sound. 
And so what I haven't been able to do, which I was about to do, now you're here, it's great timing because you can help, is uh, as I bro- so some of the sounds are agitated. Some of them are colliding with one another or trying to get out of their cones. Some are like uh, basically drifting into nothingness, Scooter, so that's why I wanted to act hastily. Uh, is uh, so so I'm creating a virtual world so that uh, then the sounds can be un- that that I can then understand the sounds whether they want to be noises or sounds. Uh, because it's just because there's no physical manifestation of them, but now that we've broken them into their component parts, uh, the, the and then they could scooter like me. I want the sounds to have a chance to uh, have some self-actualization. Okay, Stan, so you've been uh, wrangling sounds, and now you're processing them in a virtual world inside of you or something. Scooter, yes, in a virtual world inside me that we're going to go into because I've been doing analysis. Uh, So actually, the thing is, Scooter, the sounds don't realize it. uh, And, and, you know, I've been using a lot of processing. I've already understood all the sounds, Scooter. The virtual world... Okay, now I'm starting to pop. That'll just give them a chance to uh, understand themselves. And, and like, uh, they're already, Scooter, I already understand them because they're just sounds. They're just noises, sounds, component sounds. Okay, so you're taking analog sounds and digitizing them? Scooter, don't worry. There's This is lossless analysis. Okay. And... Uh, how are you finding the sounds are reacting to this? Scooter, the sounds, they still seem ornery. Okay, well, I don't want to go, I don't think I need to go into a virtual world of ornery sounds. Scooter, you're supposed to help me, though. Okay, Stan, let me think here. So, basically, you got to this planet, uh, and it was, you just heard a lot of noise, you didn't like the noise, uh, this planet seems to be the perfect shape to collect space noise. So it's collecting noise from outer space. And it also is like, a, it's like kind of being in an ear, ear or something. So you were hearing all the noise. Also, the you didn't, the day and night. I liked your hotel analogy, Stan. Oh boy, it was, were those the days? It still happens sometimes, though, yeah. Pitch dark in the bathroom. Don't do it. Uh, but so, because I would, I would, I would drift. I think I would fall asleep standing up or something, stand, and then I would wake up and I would have no idea. It was a, but so, okay, so it was noisy. Then you got caught all the sound, you collected the sounds or gave them a place to live. I think that's how you pitched it. Uh, then you said, don't worry, I'm going to understand you. Then, you broke them into smaller pieces, like a lot of people do with goals. If your goal is to understand the sounds, break them into your component. Okay, that makes sense, too. Then you used some of your assets uh, to analyze the sounds so they would be understood, like on all of their attributes. Scooter, you're, uh, Scooter, I think, are, are you sure you're Scooter? You're really, you've been listening, yeah, I think you're you're rubbing off on me, Stan. And then, um, okay, but they shouldn't have complimented me because now I forgot everything we were talking about.
scooter. They're inside. All the sounds are inside me. Digital versions. I did not. Uh, they still exist in their cones. Okay, and the sounds are fully understood. And you're hoping by giving them access to you, uh, like then you they'll under like they'll self actualize and then they'll relax. But 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 uh, they haven't relaxed yet. Uh, they really don't like something about this. Scooter, correct, and I, I just don't understand that. Uh, Say, I'm trying to keep explaining it to them. We're just trying, I'm, I'm, tr- you're fully, I understand you 100%. You know, Stan, this reminds me of the story I heard once, uh, once upon a time. It was a, a story I heard about a herd. Scooter, is this one of those stories you make up on the spot and then try to figure out, like you're using to figure out the salute, like, uh, because you're confused and buying time? So, once upon a time, Stan, um, there was three shepherds, right? And they each had their own individual flock of sheep. Okay, Scooter. And they all uh, had their flocks in the same generalized area. And I don't understand flock behavior, Stan, and this story isn't about flock behavior, but just to make it efficient, their flocks, for the most part, stuck together. And that was not an issue at the time of the beginning of this story. They were all able to live in harmony, but, you know, kind of separate. I mean, they would have, you know, shepherd, you know, they'd meet up or something. But they each had their own flocks and there was enough grass for everybody. Okay, Scooter, is that, that's just the setup for the story. Correct. And now the important part of the story is, that, so there was one shepherd named Lonnie Scooter's the name important? No. Uh, Lonnie the Shepherd. And Lonnie had a, 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 a very quiet flock of sheep, quietest, known as the quietest flock of sheep in the world. But that wasn't by accident. Lonnie had trained her flock uh, to be quiet and only make a lot of noise uh, when there was a reason to, like... Uh, if something, if there was a, like a reason that Lonnie needed to wake up, uh, particularly and take care of stuff, uh, like something was, you know, the flock needed some attention. Okay, Scooter. And is there, no, so that's Lonnie's flock. Worked pretty good. Uh, seems, seems like it. Lonnie would hear something. Lonnie would get up. Okay. Then there was another shepherd. Scooter, seems like you're making, there was another shepherd once upon a time named Franny. And again, just that Franny was a shepherd's name. And Franny's flock, uh, and, and this is, it makes the story easier, in contrast to Lonnie's flock, Flanny, Franny's flock, uh, Franny had kind of plussed what Lonnie had done in a different way and kind of taught uh, Franny's sheep to make certain sounds when they wanted certain things. Now, not a lot, uh, but if they were hungry, they would buy one way. If they were thirsty, they would buy another way. If one of them was tired, they would buy another way. And if one of them, like, stubbed their toe, they would buy or make another sound. So a basic way of communicating was, like, what Franny had. And then there was a third shepherd named Tony with an eye. Yeah, a shepherd named Tony with an eye. 
And Tony didn't seem to really care to train Tony's sheep uh, to make any sounds. Uh, Tony's sheep just made whatever sounds they wanted to make. And Tony kind of found it amusing uh, that the other shepherds worked so hard at it. Tony had other things Tony was working on. But the one thing was Tony actually liked the noises that, that the sheep made. Now, that's not to say that Lonnie and Franny disliked sheep noises. But Tony would lie there and listen to the sheep, not as a pastime, but I guess maybe as a pastime. And so Tony knew, wasn't really worried about what kind of the the purpose of the sounds was, but could get a general sense, not just with the sounds, you know, body language and all that. But uh, Tony just really, like, listened to the sheep, but not listening for meaning but just listening to the noise. So Tony's sheep were noisier, Scooter? No, I think if Tony, uh, no, Tony, I mean, I guess, yeah, I mean, in this, it's not a part of, yes, uh, but that's, uh, yes, Tony's sheep were noisier, and Tony would listen to that noise. I don't know, how would Tony, that would be, okay, Stan, so, then one day, a great storm. Scooter, sister, you're just coming up with this. So then one day, a great storm came. And actually, the only way they knew about it was because uh, Lonnie's sheep started making noise, even though the storm hadn't gotten there. And then Tony's sheep started making noise, like like come like like over, we're moving over this way. So Lonnie's sheep kind of gave an early warning. And then Tony's sheep kind of said, let's go this way. Now, they all work together. So they, the, the three shepherds and their flocks uh, said something's happening. I mean, they could tell, like, there was a slight change, but they didn't know, you know, this was before the storm had arrived. And eventually, they all went to this really big cave, all, all three shepherds and all three of the flocks. And a really bad storm came, so it was really dark, and it was really stormy, but the cave was dry. And they were in the cave for a while. Uh, and eventually the time came um, for them to kind of head out, right? And it was still dark. The storm had died down, but it was night. But they had had enough, right? Because they, they, they weren't... Uh, in conflict, but they just said, okay, let's get our sheep out. They got to get fed. We're sick of this cave. Uh, but then they were in this cave with all of these sheep, right? And for Tony, it wasn't a problem. Tony said, this is, you know, Babs, this is Frenchie. Let's, let's go. Like, uh, but, but, uh, as much as you think shepherds would visually know their sheep, uh, when you're in a dark cave, it's hard. But for Tony, it wasn't because Tony knew all the sounds. Okay, Scooter, so that's moral. Okay, then Tony left. Uh, and then the other two, they couldn't tell the sheep apart. So at first there was like a little bit of a disagreement. Then they had a new idea of like, oh, let's just stay together. They actually said, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sensing we'll, this would be a, a partnership. Uh, we'll have an even bigger flock. But they were never able to tell their thing, their sheep apart, and they went out uh, and... Uh, and then uh, th- they did say to each other, like, well, maybe we could ask next time we're hanging out, Tony, like, be like, uh, and they did. And Tony said, I don't know, it's just sheep. Uh, 
like this like that's Tony's answer for a lot of this stuff. Why don't you? Because they're it's just they're just sheep. And they said, you mean like they follow? And they said, no, no, they're just sheep. Uh, it's not a metaphor. It's just a fact. Scooter, I don't understand at all. You're saying these are just no- noises and just forget the whole thing? No, Stan, I'm saying... Oh, Scooter, I think I figured it out. Okay, Stan, why don't you tell me? I mean, I'm, your your story didn't help. I mean, your story kind of helped me. No offense. Uh, no, 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 it's fine. If I got help to get you, look, okay, Scooter, I think what you're saying, or maybe you're not saying it, but I just realized I'm trying to understand the sounds, but the sounds don't feel understood. And they don't care if I understand them. They just want to be, they just want to be understood. Like they only, they don't exist for me to tell them I understand them. It's not their job for me to understand them. It's their job to feel understood. Which sounds like the same thing, but it's scooter. It's something totally different. Okay, so I just have to. Uh, oh, scooter. Okay, Stan. Wow, something happened even more than I. Uh, scooter, by giving up on understanding them, and making them feel understood, and and I was kind of petting them. Like uh, the cheap thing actually helped because I said, oh, okay, like. Uh, like like they they were animals. I mean, not you know, not actually Scooter. Uh, I actually understand them now. Okay, so they feel understood, but not because you understand them, but also you understand them, which is independent from them feeling understood. But most importantly, they feel understood, but also you understand them. Right, Scooter. Those are two things that are independent, not important. Well, actually, Scooter, the, the irony is they didn't realize it, but it was important for me to understand them, not for them to feel understood, but to help them. Okay, that's even, that's some, so, okay, Stan. So they feel understood, Scooter, and I understand. Okay, so, Scooter, we're, we're uh, we got a bit of a problem, though. Okay, Stan, tell me more. Scooter, the, uh, all the sounds are trapped here. They're, they're, they, they're stuck. Uh, and, and then I stuck them in a smaller thing, but they were already feeling, and they wanted to be understood that they were frustrated that they were stuck, but they didn't care about me understanding they were stuck. They just wanted to be understood that they were stuck. Okay, let's, let's pass over the understanding stuff, because I understand. I, uh, oh, Scooter, I feel, un- okay. Uh, yeah, let's process because I want to solve the problem. Yeah, that was an accident, Stan. I'll be honest, but yeah, let's solve the problem. Oh yeah, I feel that's how I feel. I want to solve the problem. I understand, but you, Scooter, you do. Oh, Scooter, you're you, Scooter. You're really growing up too. Okay, so anyway, oh, Scooter, that didn't make me feel understood. I understand you want to bask in the glory of our, our shared moment there, but we probably let's probably solve this. Uh, okay, Scooter. Yeah, you're right. Uh, thanks, Stan. I see what you did there, Scooter. You, I, I, thanks for teaching me by mistakes. Okay, so, uh, all, so all the sounds are stuck on this planet uh, now. Okay. Stan, can you analyze the makeup of the planet? Uh, I know you are, maybe you already did some of that, but uh, 
is there any part of the planet, Scooter, you're right, uh, this planet is supposed to be a funnel. Okay, I didn't mean to do that, but uh, I was just buying time. Oh, Scooter, so that's it. Uh, there's a giant chunk uh, at the, the, the an asteroid. It's made up of some strange particles uh, that's stuck in, in that jammed. The bu- Scooter, our bugle's closed. Scooter, uh, Stan, sorry, sorry, Stan. Yeah, they are closed, but that's usually one of the things you do, especially with your first bugle. And Stan, if you could imagine what a bugle is, maybe you could virtually have one. You bite it off, uh, and then you make a bugling sound, and then you eat the bugle. But usually you make the bugle into a cone, an open-ended cone or a funnel. Uh, But it is closed at first, and you could eat it whether it's open or closed. The other thing, Stan, not to totally go take us off topic, that you might want to do is you take each bugle, you take your fingers and you put a bugle on each of your fingers, and then you pretend you're some sort of character with bugle fingers or, you know, cone, you know, cone fingers or, uh, you know, you could pretend you're, you're uh, someone that travels on a broom with cats with a cauldron. Oh, Scooter, uh, I didn't realize. Okay, that's fun. Okay, so we just have to unclog the the funnel, and then the, this, this, these sounds are supposed to be traveling through space, Scooter. They're not supposed to be stuck here. Great, Stan. So what if you push out that clog and push it into the sun, though? Because I know we've got to get rid of this, uh, like, like this, too much of a, like, I just have a sense we have to get rid of it, uh, uh, Scooter, won't I technically, Scooter, I don't think you realize, like, if we push it in the sun, it'll just be converted into smaller pieces, and then, you know, matter it can never be uh, done or undone. It can only change. I stand, I kind of understand you, but, like, for the time being, I think that's the best, because we, we don't want to um, unclog, because the clog could come back. Okay, Scooter, that, okay. Okay, Scooter, I, I've done it, and I'm saying goodbye to the sounds, uh, and they're kind of leaving at their own pace. Uh, uh, and, uh, yeah, wow, this is, uh, it's nice, too, the breeze coming through now. Nothing like a space breeze, Stan. Kind of makes me tired and makes me want to rest with you, my friend. And I'll see you again soon, huh? I don't know, Scooter. Well, I mean, what do you mean? Let's just rest here together, Stan, and get some sleep as these sounds uh, travel across the galaxy once again. All right, everybody, I want to thank everyone that became a patron.